Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing fine. Yeah. Getting ready for Christmas. Christmas cheers. Yeah. But it's hard. <laughs> I keep reading what's going on in Washington. Yeah. You know, we're trying to have, don't they know, we're having a family function. <laughs> we don't even know if Rand's going to get to come home or not. Those but uh, dogs. he probably will get home at the last minute, but it won't make him happy because <laughs> they're, vo- they're all voting the wrong way. Yeah. But anyway, you know, lots of things happen at the end of a year, especially near Christmas time. Uh, I, I, I believe I have the dates right. December 23rd, of ni- 1913 is yeah. when the Federal Reserve Act was passed. So they will pile on. And there's a lot of activity up there now, the $1.7 trillion budget, which is historically high. And, uh, you know, there's one other thing that uh, I believe uh, is a proper point to make, but no, not many people have talked about it, and that is, when a party wins the election uh, and, and, and it's changing, like the Republicans won and they're going to have they're going to be in charge of the House of Representatives, uh, you know, next year, that there's always been an understanding or a courtesy that they've never had the people who are still in charge, you know, like uh, Nancy Pelosi, she's still in charge where they go ahead and run it through because they have the temporary votes. They wouldn't have them in January. So they're defying, you know, the message they got from the people. And they and, and what they do is they go and pass all these things. And, of course, they're saying, oh, you know, this is very bad. And it is very bad. And, and you know, there are a lot of it won't get changed. But I quite frankly believe there's always a way to change things. You know, if, if the nature of our country changed where they really cut back, they shouldn't just roll over. You know, if they will have hundreds of, uh, of uh, uh, emergency packages to spend, why can't you have an emergency package, you know, to cut? Yeah. But, but anyway, uh, Zelensky's in town, uh, uh-huh. and uh, there, there was a party the other day, you know, with his friends at the major in, uh, military industries. He had a good time. Uh, and uh, but uh, he's he's getting to give a big talk. You know, I, I've I've been a voter for a long time. I was in Congress for a long time, probably longer than I deserved or should have been. <laughs> so, but they've never they've never asked me to give a speech. Every time I gave a speech there, there was nobody there. So, but <laughs> I, I still I still got it off my chest. And on occasion, people will cite and recognize that speech. But anyway, Zelensky's coming, and there's a big thing. They think that he might ask for more stuff, <laughs> and that the president is holding the line. He uh, he's not so eager to give him give him everything. So they're they're trying to play this up that there's a big difference. But we have to realize Zelensky and Biden are unimportant. Uh, but they do understand. Zelensky understood. He accepted and maybe asked for the invitation to have that big meeting with all the arms manufacturers. So that that's going on. And uh, the budget is yet to be passed. And as the Senate, uh, but, but but the die has been cast. I, I don't think there will be any holdover. And even those who say well, they want to do it, I always question their uh, their sincerity. But I think it's uh, it will be. It will be passed and uh, the budget will be bigger and before the end of the next fiscal year it'll be even bigger because there'll be another emergency somewhere but the emergency really is the debt 
the spending, the monetizing of debt, the inflation, and all the mismanagement, and just the mere existence of the Federal Reserve. You know, we started hearing yesterday some whispers in the afternoon that, that the Ukrainian President Zelensky was thinking about possibly making a surprise trip to Washington, D.C. Uh, unnamed sources were previewing it, and it turns out that is the case. So he has apparently, I think he's touched down, if not, he's about to. He made a surprise D.C. trip. Uh, it's supposed to show how much we support and continue to support. This is his first trip outside of Ukraine since the war started in February. But if you look at the optics objectively, it doesn't look as good as I think they want us to believe. First of all, he was in a secret train from Kiev to Poland. So he snuck aboard a train and went to Poland. And then he got a, on a U.S. Air Force military jet from Poland to Ramstein, I think, and then flew over to the United States. So he's basically acting like the puppet he is. He's on a, milita- a U.S. military jet. He's got to sneak around, but at the same time, we're being told that Ukraine is winning the war. So I don't know if it's ever happened in history when you're winning the war, but you have to sneak around and ride on someone else's Air Force jet. It's asked me of desperation, but let's anyway, let's look at preview what this might be about. I think we can know, and it starts with an M uh, and ends in a Y, but let's go ahead and put this up. This is from Zero Hedge. They've been reporting on it. Zelensky, of course, he's going to talk to Congress today. Zelensky is expected to tell Congress that the $45 billion in new aid is, quote, not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. President Biden wanted to send him 37. Congress said, no way. 45 is a much better number to send them. Instead of being grateful to the American people for sacrificing for his country, he says, no, it's not enough. And you can actually leave that up. Uh, you can see here. On the bottom, this is how Reuters previewed the visit. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky headed to Washington on Wednesday to meet Joe Biden, address conference, Congress, and see, quote, weapons, weapons, and more weapons. It's kind of a, um, a bit, as, as uh, Zero Hedge says, a little bit cynically. Uh, but Byron York, who's a right-winger, he's a conser- longtime conservative. He writes for, I think, The Examiner. Put this next one on. He's a little bit more poignant, and he gets it, I think. And a lot of conservatives are getting it more and more. He says Zelensky is apparently prepared to tell Congress that whatever the U.S. has given Ukraine, $45 billion in new aid under consideration, it is not enough. And here's some quotes from Zelensky in a recent video he made. The guys handed over our beautiful Ukrainian flag with their signatures for us to pass on. We're not in an easy situation. The enemy is increasing its army. Our people are braver and need more powerful weapons. We will pass it on from the boys to Congress to the President of the United States. We're grateful for their support, but it's not enough. It's a hint. It's not enough. So very, very ungrateful, Dr. Paul. uh, And he wants more money, more money, more money. Yes, and we we talk about uh, that subject all the time. And most of the time... uh, uh, there's very little of it, if any, that we think, hey, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. We ought to be spending it. And, you know, I think if uh, we actually had a referendum, uh, uh, you know, of the people, and uh, there will be a referendum, and uh, the, uh, uh, the unofficial type of referendum where the people get disgusted with all this, because I just don't believe the majority of the people 
uh, believe this except the people who think and believe and have been getting some benefits from it. Yeah. That they don't think, well, this is a good idea, especially with the, the mess we have in this country with our economy and the mess at our borders and that we're spending all this money and time over there. But I did learn something about the, uh, the most important thing that's going on in, in the spending, and it comes from the uh, uh, minority leader, he, current minority leader, Mitch McConnell. Uh, it, and he, he says the number one priority, we, we should pay attention to that. He has a lot of power, yeah. and, 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 and he has a lot of clout. So he says, it's, uh, McConnell said at a press conference, that the military expenditures included in the bill. We've been complaining too, so maybe yeah. this is good. The <laughs> bills are making sure, oh, he wants it. He wants more. more. Making sure the Defense Department can deal with the major threats coming from Russia and China. They're about to invade us. No, he didn't say yeah, that. Providing so. assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russian. You know, what, what, what a joke. I mean, you know, even if it was a, uh, a um, an honorable effort, the Ukrainians have to defeat the Russians. Well, the, the odds of the Ukrainians without NATO even, even coming close to defending the Russians, you know, is nil. But anyway, uh, now that we know and the people know, but I also understand uh, from secret, service, service, uh, uh, secret people, you know, uh, sources, is that uh, not everybody is bowing to what McConnell does. I think, I think the average conservative Republicans starting to raise some questions. Sick of him, sick of him, for sure. Well, here's what else he's going to be doing when he gets to D.C. Here's what else he's going to be begging for. Let's put this next one up. Uh, and this is important. This is from a Politico preview of Zelensky's visit. I think it's Politico. Uh, during the meeting with Biden and his national security team, the Ukrainian delegation is expected to make another round of pleas for long-range army tactical missile systems or attackums, Great Eagle and Reaper drones, according to a person familiar. The attack, uh, Atacums are uh, capable of 300 kilometer range, which means they would be able to strike deep inside Russia. A very significant escalation if they give them these. Very, very important. Now, it's interesting that you mentioned what McConnell said because he said his choice of words was curious. He said, we must provide the assistance for Ukraine to defeat Russia. Well, first of all, I thought we were not a party to this. If he's saying that we are giving them the stuff to defeat Russia, that makes us a party to it, number one. And two, I thought this was a defensive war. Uh, you know, I thought they should be defending against Russia rather than defeating Russia. But nevertheless, Dr. Paul, this next segment of the first topic is gonna be all about bipartisanship. And you previewed it, but I think we need to go to our esteemed Speaker of the House in this next clip who sent a letter to Mr. President Zelensky. If we can put that up. It's a beautiful letter that she sent yesterday. And leave it up there for a second. Dear Mr. President, it is with immense respect and admiration for your extraordinary leadership that I extend on behalf of bipartisan congressional leadership an invitation to address a joint meeting of Congress on Wednesday, December 1st, 2022, etc., 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 the fight for Ukraine is the fight for democracy itself. Okay, he banned all the political parties, he banned all non-state media, and he banned the church. But this is a fight for democracy itself. We look forward to hearing your inspiring message of unity, resilience, and determination. So there's Pelosi's dripping with saccharine, obsequious invitation, but not to be outdone. And you gave us a preview 
let's look at a clip of our esteemed Senate Minority Leader, otherwise known as Mitch McConnell. Other people call him another name. I won't use it here on this show. Uh, but if we can cue up that little clip of him, and I think this is Breitbart who put it out. And I'm glad to see Breitbart drawing attention uh, to this in a negative way. It's encouraging. Making sure the Defense Department can deal <clears throat> with the major threats coming from Russia and China, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the th challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. So I just wanted to, um, before I kick it back to you, Dr. Paul, I wanted to fact check Minority Leader McConnell because he said that giving money to Ukraine is the number one priority for Republicans. I thought, that doesn't sound right. I was going to fact check him. So I went to CNN. I thought, hey, let's be fair and balanced. Put on this next clip. This is an article that they ran. This was an advance run of the midterm elections. and They did a survey of the priorities of American voters. And Ukraine was not listed in any of the categories except as a footnote at the bottom called other issues. It was an extremely minor issue. And here's what I highlighted in this little, sub, uh, this little uh, end of the piece point. And relatively few in the electorate are substantially focused on the war in Ukraine. Mitch McConnell is fact-checked, and he's found to have talked about, put out some fake news. <laughs> this is not the number one priority. Yeah, you know, I wonder sometimes what, uh, what they say behind the scenes, you know, and we don't hear it. Uh, and I'm just wondering whether there's anybody from NATO or from our military establishment uh, getting hold of Zelensky, calm down. He's, they say, you know, we're, matter of fact, a little bit disappointed in you <laughs> because we gave you an honest, clean-cut coup and delivered this country to you, and we, we've, we've, we've provided all these funds and doing this, and we don't think you're doing a good enough job. <laughs> so uh, I don't think they get that message because, you know, I bet they're a little, uh, if they had a conversation, because even we are a little bit surprised. The aggressiveness yeah. of a guy that's been flunking everything. You know, Zelensky, and he, he is not bashful. And, uh, and he, he's even so aggressive, he annoys Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Biden is astounded. Well, he wants more money. Uh, isn't there a limit? <laughs> you know, no, there's not a limit. It goes on forever. There's no, there's no limit to printing and, and inflation. And there's only the uh, reality of, uh, you know, hard facts that means it won't last and I think uh, the, the disruption going on now throughout the world represents the fact that we're facing a moral and a financial bankruptcy and nobody really wants to admit it. Yeah, I wanted to put up this tweet from Marjorie Taylor Greene who I talk about a lot um, because she's, <laughs> she's pretty forceful. It's just a, it's just a, a tweet from her. I, I don't have it. I, I forgot to add it, but I'm just going to read it because this is the, the uh, I think the, I would call these the new Republicans. Uh, people like Matt Gates and her and several others who are very skeptical of the old guard. Uh, and here's what she says. Mitch McConnell helps pass a nearly $2 trillion Omnimonster, she calls it, so that he can hand $47 billion check to Zelensky when he shows up in D.C. today. But in my district, many families and seniors can't afford, afford food and many businesses are struggling because of Biden's policies. 
That's a very, very good point, and it's very, very true. We should remember that we have, with this $47 billion, we will have given Ukraine well over $115 billion to help them fight this war. Contrast that with Russia's entire military budget for last year, which was only $50 billion. We've given Ukraine over two times the entire military budget of Russia to fight this war, and still they're losing. So it does make you wonder where that money's going. I think when we talked about FTX and a few of these other scams, we know. Some people have called it a massive money laundering scheme. Well, you know, they probably have already done it because everybody knew it was going to happen, but uh, this was a chance for Biden and the administration to brag about, well, we sent them the Patriot missiles. And I thought there was a time when they weren't going to send them Patriot missiles, So, but they've, they've changed their minds, and uh, the war will go on, and the spending will go on, and the military-industrial complex will continue to support the administration and you already had started the program off with you know there's a bit of bipartisanship here <laughs> that that does exist and uh, i think uh, uh you, you know mcconnell overstated that every republican is for this uh -huh. i know uh, you may you made a good point there are a few and they're they're younger people and uh i i just think that there there are some seeds being sown that will uh hopefully come really alive next year when there will be a little more chance. But uh, there's, I, I think it's the overwhelming problems that we have where uh, all of a sudden they didn't make it. The predictions of, of the Republicans having this big sweep uh, just totally failed. It has a lot of reasons why that is, but it might be there are some things that are overwhelming. And I think there could be a little bit of uh, a distortion in the reporting of news, yeah. you know, and maybe that's why we have these arguments over elections and uh, what's going on because uh, of uh, the lack of ability. The only good thing coming out of that is uh, most people now uh, it's, uh, are, are not willing to believe what the government tells them. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, that's going to get worse because how many times, uh, you know, they're still, the administration is still putting their, their spokesperson up on the phone and says, what, what is there a crisis at the border? There is no crisis yeah. <laughs> at the border. So they do that and they don't even chuckle at yeah. all, you know. At least when we fib, uh, we sort of smile with everybody and say, you know, this is going on. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to see. And I think that's why they're trying to rush it through before the next oh, time. Yeah. It's going to be harder for Republicans, even with McCarthy in charge, to do anything. Well, let's move on to our second story. And this would have been the main story probably if it wasn't for... Um, if it wasn't for Zelensky coming to town with his hands out. Um, and that is, uh, there was a yet another drop from the Twitter files yesterday. Lee Fang, who writes for The Intercept, did a great job in showing something really, really disturbing. As bad as we thought it was with the FBI and Twitter conspiring to manipulate our elections, that's bad enough. It even is worse now when you look at this. And here's a piece from The Intercept uh, where uh, he says, uh, Twitter aided the Pentagon in its covert online propaganda campaign. They literally became an arm of the Pentagon and became a, you know, a, an intelligence uh, uh, assistant to the Pentagon. Let's do this next clip because this is from the article a little bit further down. Uh, and the article, I, I highly recommend read the whole article, but this is essentially what it was. And I'll summarize it after I read this quote. On July 26, 2017, Nathaniel Collar, at that time working with the U.S. Central Command, 
CENTCOM emailed a Twitter rep with the company's public policy team with the request to approve the verification of one account and a whitelist, a list of Arab language accounts, quote, we use to amplify certain messages. And he also says, we've got some accounts that are not indexing on hashtags. Perhaps they were flagged as bots. Um, a few had built a real following. We hope to salvage, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll, I'll just do it in plain language. What happened is that the Pentagon create, okay, so, so Twitter, its, it's whole big fight is against bots, fake accounts, fake accounts pushing fake news. Well, the Pentagon is a champion of producing fake accounts. They produce tons of fake accounts, but they're worried that these accounts might be noticed by Twitter and gotten rid of. So they actually send a letter to Twitter saying, look, we've got a bunch of fake accounts. Not only do we not want you to take them down, we want you to whitelist them. And whitelist means that you give them all the privileges of a blue check mark without having a blue check mark. So they get artificially uh, pushed up, pushed up in the feed. Everyone gets to see them. They get promoted the opposite of what happened to conservatives and some progressives, how they were pushed down. These ones are artificially. And what are they talking about? They are talking about um, uh, the uh, war on Iran. They're talking about our wonderful allies in Syria, <coughs> Al-Qaeda and others. So this is what it is, a very, very, very dirty game. You know, uh, the, the, this whole situation was described as a, a subsidiary, yeah. you, you know, uh, uh, to, to the uh, Pentagon, and, uh, and, and they, they do, and then the social media does what they tell them to do or whatever they want. But, you know, I think it's more like a partnership, you know, because, uh, you know, if, if the Pentagon says, but, the, but that part has been around for a long time. I think that's how it really got started. The government gives money, they give contracts, and they, they say, well, do this for us. And then it became, in Facebook especially, then it became feedback. They said, oh, we're making money doing this. And then they would go around and search, oh, I just saw a suspicious character down yeah. there. So it, uh, it to me, is, uh, is a partnership in uh, evil, yeah. <laughs> you know, to what do we do to uh, maintain our power. Well, since they're on the wrong track, and I don't think they even believe in truth, that uh, they will not survive. Eventually, they will, uh, you know, be uh, recognized as uh, uh, unauthentic, and uh, ho hopefully the American people wake up and realize what's going on. And I've heard some people talking about the need for a new church committee type of hearing, and it'll be interesting to see if someone has the courage to stand up in the next Congress. It'll probably have to be the House, not the <coughs> Senate. If someone will have the courage to stand up and demand a hearing like this to really look into how deeply embedded into our government these social media yeah. uh, things are. Well, I'm going to close out with a couple of things, Dr. Paul. And one is a humorous thing, and I didn't, I didn't show it to you beforehand because I wanted you to get a kick out of it. Uh, I guess kick in a disgusting way, but let's skip that next one and go straight to the Marine Corps one. Uh, and I verified this because I thought it must be on the Babylon Bee. It couldn't be true. Marine Corps plans to get rid of yes, sir over gender neutrality concerns. The Marines are no longer going to say yes, sir, to their commander. And I said, no, this has got to be fake news. So I went ahead and here's a tweet if you look at the next one. This is from the Marine Corps Times. They are doing just that. Will it be the end of sir and ma'am? Why the Marine Corps may nix gender identifiers for drill instructors. Here we go. Yes, sir, I guess it will be from now on. And I do want to finally say, Again, remind our viewers that the Ron Paul Liberty Report is a project of the 501c3 charity, the Ron Paul Institute, an educational charity. 
Uh, your support is what keeps us alive. This is toward the end of the year. We would love to have you give your money to the Ron Paul Institute rather than to the IRS so we can work for peace instead of working for war. Uh, and you can go to ronpaulinstitute.org, hit that support button, and give us some encouragement for next year to keep going, keep growing. And I will add a link in the description, and we definitely, definitely appreciate your support. Dr. Very, Paul? Very good. And I want to thank our viewers once again for tuning in. Uh, and uh, we are very pleased that our numbers are growing, and we will be around for a while because uh, things do need to be changed, and we are strong believers that you have to change people's ideas. And, of course, an idea whose time has come, which maybe hasn't quite arrived yet, you can't stop it. So as bad as it is, we have to put up with government propaganda, social media propaganda, university propaganda, political propaganda of all sorts. Uh, you know, it, um, it, 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 it's not like they're uh, invincible. And I, I think if people stick to the truth, the truth really wins out in the end. And that's, uh, that is the, the big, biggest problem right now, though. There's, it's vulnerable because a lot of people you know, don't believe what the government says. I look at, you know, whether you look at the Kennedy Commission or whether you look at, uh, uh, you know, the 9-11 uh, uh, Commission, people now say, well, there's a lot of holes in this stuff that the government is telling us. But sometimes when they hear the propaganda when it comes to finances, because the people be, should be outraged. Yes, there's more and more people annoyed, uh, you, you know, with what the amount of money we're spending in Ukraine. And more and more people are moving in our direction now of understanding why the government shouldn't even be involved in medical care, especially when it comes to a virus and vaccines. Uh, so even if you want to have, what we want is a debate, you know, on these things. But to close out the debate and punish people for just wanting to talk and taking good scientists and good doctors and destroying their, their, their careers, it's just outrageous. And I think we hear more common sense and the more truth coming out now than we did certainly two years ago when it was just blindly accepting anything the government says, they must be, you know, telling the truth. Or they feel like, I can't do this, you know. Uh, my husband works here and I have this job at the hospital. If I say anything, they're going to, they're going to fire me. So uh, it, it is tough to, to do it, but, but eventually that's the only thing we have uh, in order to combat what's happening. Because they, they, lie, they use lies, uh, the opposition, because, you, you know, uh, utilitarians, it doesn't bother them to lie. And they, they believe in the principle that you should deceive. Uh, the uh, people will, uh, you know, it's more difficult. If you don't believe in lying, our message has to be on the strength of the message. And that, of course, is what I want to continue to work on because I do believe very sincerely um, an idea of, of peace and prosperity when the time has come, it can't be stopped. The armies can't stop that. So, but it's, uh, it remains to be seen because this type of competition between ideas and hatred have been around for a long time. But I want to thank everybody who turns into our program and view our program. I want to thank you very much for being supporters and helping us to spread this message. Please come back to the Liberty Report soon.